Welcome to the Episcopal Church of the Redeemer's Sermon Podcast. The readings appointed for this sermon are from the book of Leviticus, chapter 19, verse 1 through 2, and 15 through 18, 1 Thessalonians, chapter 2, verse 1 through 8, the Gospel according to Matthew, chapter 22, verse 34 through 46, and Psalm 1. Open our minds, warm our hearts, but also bend our wills, for we seek to hear your word. Amen. With All Hallows Eve just around the corner this weekend, I took the opportunity to engage in some friendly neighborhood fun at one of our local trunk or treat. I didn't quite feel up to it, honestly. Given all of this rainy weather and the looming threat of existential dread, (laughs) having a positive attitude and a smile on my face, it felt hard. It felt a lot harder than hiding in my house, hoping everything would just miraculously get better without my participation at all. But my friend said, well, there's pie, and it goes to a good cause, so I put on my boots, and I went and met her there. And when we arrived, we found ourselves surrounded by a sea of people, all dressed in spooky goblin and ghost outfits with all sorts of other frightening creatures. And it felt chaotic. It was exactly why I had originally thought it would be better to just stay at home. When I was a child, my yaya used to tell us that our Halloween costumes are supposed to scare away the devil. So the more terrifying your costume, the better. But still, in the midst of it all, I had this overwhelming feeling of being surrounded by terror. It felt like more than just a children's game. Just then, a familiar tune played in my head. Let your little light shine, shine, shine. Let your little light shine, oh my Lord. There must be someone down in the valley trying to get home. And I looked up, and beyond the chaos, I saw something that I didn't know I was searching for. In the midst of a people hiding behind masks with weapons in hand and psychological terror in mind, a beacon of light showed up in the form of a red sweater. While most other people there chose to dress as werewolves and wizards, This neighbor decided to dress as one of the most iconic childhood heroes of my generation. 
standing right in front of me was none other than everyone's favorite Presbyterian minister, Mr. Rogers. <laughs> Tyler had the costume down to a T, the khaki pants, the blue sneakers, the salt and pepper hair, and a little lapel pen of the friendly face of Fred Rogers, just in case anyone was confused about who he was dressed as. I couldn't help but think, if the devil is frightened by anything at all, it would be this. A warm heart, a kind face, a welcoming word and a cheerful embrace. I'm sure the devil's greatest fear is to see people being good to one another, especially in a world where it is so easy to be hateful and rude, selfish and violent, a place where it is much easier to pick a side than to choose a path of peace. Jesus lived in a world a lot like ours, actually. Social division, the Pharisees and the Sadducees have shown us this week after week. A hunger for power that was fueled by people's fear of the unknown, the outcast. Classism and racism and religious self-righteousness fueling an economy of scarcity. Like ours, it was a system of prestige over piety, control over freedom, violence over harmony. This was the norm of his day. We see in our gospel lessons all of these talking heads who have the ear of all the people, and they come forward to ask a question of the man from Nazareth. Tell us, teacher, which commandment is in the law is the greatest? Quoting Deuteronomy 6, Jesus answers them, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, and with all your strength. And then he adds another familiar verse from Leviticus 19. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and all the prophets. All the other commandments, like leaves on the branches of the trees, 611 of them counted in the Torah. All of these are like leaves that cling to the branches of love God and love neighbor, shoots from the stump of Jesse, father of King David, 
These are the source of life that is rooted and grounded in love. These two. Jesus becomes the most terrifying thing that the devil can imagine. Because while the evil one is about death, Jesus is about life. Our gospel account for this morning takes place on the Monday of Holy Week. Just four days before he is killed at the hands of the state, Jesus gives this message to the people. In the midst of chaos and crisis, Jesus reminds us of the most fundamental tenets of our faith. Love God. Love neighbor. Today, in the midst of the current chaos of our world, I can't help but think that we deeply need this message for us today. While war rages on in a land we call holy, while people shoot their neighbors enjoying a game of bowling, while the rights of the oppressed are suppressed because some people have decided that they know what's best for people they don't even know. As we drown in a sea of terror and fear and feelings of helplessness, Jesus tells us to look up. Look up at the leaves and the trees. Rise above the chaos and find your song. Reestablish your purpose as God's people. Get back to the basics in order to find your own identity. Your true self hiding behind the costume. These two great commandments, love God and love neighbor, they are the most essential commandments of all our holy scriptures. Honestly, everything else is just commentary. Jesus taught us that if we live like this, if we live for love of God and love of neighbor, if we are a light for people sitting in the shadows, if we are a source of goodness for people in a valley of despair, if we can be a sign of love in this sinful and broken world, and if we can choose peace while everyone else is busy choosing a side, then we will know who we are. Jesus invites us to ask difficult questions. How do I love God? How do I love my neighbor? How could it be different? Ask the question, how could it be different? Rather than just saying, well, this is the way it's always been. 
we want to dress as our true selves, we have to put on love. I believe the devil will be terrified of the change that we can bring, of the light that we give, of the life that we live. This is what it means to be quintessentially Christian, to believe that the love of God and love of neighbor can change the world, that it truly can change the world. So if you need to put on a costume this week, dress like Mr. Rogers. And let's make the most of this beautiful day. Since we're together, we might as well say, would you be mine? Could you be mine? Won't you be my neighbors?